Welcome once again to the messages of Cornerstone Anglican Church. God calls us into ministry and to use our talents for his purpose. In this episode, Pastor Andrew lays out the necessity for us to learn new skills as we sow into the kingdom. There's a sense that we are men and women of God engaged with God. And we have a call. And it's not a call from the church. And we need to get this. I remember training to be a priest and all of us were, at some point or other, having to share how we got to where we were. And for many of them, their call had come from the church or through the church. But for me, the call came from God. And definite events and engagement with God that then put me in the midst of the church and its training program. And the problem is if the call comes from the church, we think we're serving the church. And if that's what we're thinking, we're going to get disappointed real quick. And we're going to get bruised and hurt real quick. Because the church is seriously not perfect. The church is fallible. And even though they might say the Pope is infallible, he's just like you and I. We have a fallibility about us. And the church can't get past that. God did not make his church infallible for a reason. Because if it's infallible, then it's no longer dependent on him. And if we're infallible or think we are, then we're no longer dependent on him at all. And Jesus makes this really clear. He makes three responses to the temptations. You shall not live on bread alone. Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And do not put the Lord your God to the test. So one of the issues is that we are called to serve him only. And you know, if we do that, you are still going to get bruised. Chances you might get beaten. You're definitely going to get disappointed. You're definitely going to feel disheartened. If you want some sustenance of this, you just need to read Paul's list beaten, thrown in prison, without enough finances, killed. God brought Paul back to life twice. A whole range of things he goes through when he calls us to be ambassadors. Ambassadors for Christ. So if you're going to be an ambassador for Christ, that is an awesome call. 
an awesome call from God, an awesome task. But it has its pitfalls, it has its difficulties, it has its troubles. And the only way you can get through them is if you really understand at the depths of your heart, I'm here to serve the Lord first. Collins and Stephen, in their book, The Equipping Pastor, talk about men and women of God, both clergy and laity, who have got the whole thing wrong. That they're serving the need of humanity. Do you know how huge the need of humanity is? The famines, the wars, the troubles, the difficulties. Just pick up your newspaper and you can read all about it. And you know, we can't solve it. And Peter Drucker makes the point in his leadership statements that governments can't solve them either. We just do not have the ability to do it. And unless we are clearly linked with God and with him in what he's doing, we will not make the ground we think we want to make. While humanity is the need, we're going to either become mesonaic and think they can't do without us, or we're going to be a doormat for people to walk out doing everybody else's agenda instead of God's agenda. And what Collins and Stephen note is God's agenda is the first thing we do. God's purpose is the first thing we do. And when we do God's purpose, the needs of humanity get answered. And it's the only way they can get answered. Can't do it in own strength. Can't even do it in own wisdom. But we certainly can do it in God. So there's this sense that we serve him first. Jesus says we serve him only because Jesus is being tempted to serve the devil's agenda instead of God's agenda. And do you know how often we actually get tempted the same way? And we don't have the advantage of seeing the devil there doing it to us. You realise that? And all the temptations over the decades that you've resisted or sometimes given into, how often did you physically see the devil as he was tempting you? I've never seen him, not in that sense. But Jesus saw him and he challenged him. You serve only God. Luke's version here is quite different because in regards to turn the stones into bread, Jesus says you shall not live on bread alone. Other versions say but on the word of God. But I like the starkness of this because in the starkness of this statement, there's something more than just bread here. He's not just talking about food on the table. He's not just talking about hunger. He's talking about everything that deviates us from the purpose of God. The things that we don't do for God when he asks, 
because we're too tired. Or we've got too many other things we've got to attend to. How many times have we missed and avoided the things that God needed us to attend to because of the multitudinous things and activities and demands and pressures we have in our life? Jesus says, man does not live by bread alone. We don't live by those things, but by the word of God. Do not put the Lord your God to the test is a more difficult one. I have never been tempted to throw myself off the temple. Don't know about you. And it's a harder one to grapple with. And yet grapple we might because there'll be those times when the temptation is wanting us to do something to dispense with safety in our life. That's what this temptation's about. Well, it's more than that. It's proved that you really are the son of God. Jump off the temple and the angels will catch you. And sometimes we jump and there are no angels to catch us. And so we need to take note of those words, you do not put the Lord your God to the test. So where does this put us as a church? What is this about? We've come out of a traumatic time and a long time of oppression and bondage. And we've actually come out of it. But we haven't yet addressed everything properly. We've covered a lot of things in the last few weeks from our core competencies. And we've done them actually through the gospel reading. So each of those ones, we've been able to go to the gospel of the day and unpack it in a different way. And so that's what I want to do this morning. There are two passages, one from Isaiah 5.13. Therefore my people have gone into captivity or bondage because they have no knowledge. Their honourable men are famished and their multitude dried up with thirst. And other versions have noted that the people are perished without a vision. And so for me, this thought takes up two parts of our core competency. The second is from Hosea, chapter 4, verse 6. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being priest for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. So this was attributed now to the priests. One of the key ingredients of the massive changes that we've experienced over the last 50 years, from the 70s onwards, is the incredible need for ongoing learning. If you're an engineer and you do not do any new training, you'll be obsolete in five years. I actually think that's probably now three years. You can no longer attend to your professional work unless you are continually upgrading your qualifications, upgrading your understanding and your knowledge. 
quite a lot of our training, leadership training. It's actually more than that. It's ministry training. And it's ministry training for your ministries. Not training so you can serve the needs of the church. Not training so you can make me happy. It's training for your ministry, the ministry God called you to. Not me, not the church. Remember, we're serving only him. We serve his purpose. We serve his call on us. We cannot be fruitful without ongoing learning in the arena of our ministries. Now, sometimes we can do general training that covers the broad aspects of ministries. But in addition to that, there needs to be specific training, specific things that relate to a specific outworking of ministry. And we need to be doing that. So let me give you an example of how knowledge breaches captivity. When I was at Southern Cross Bible College, I would do the pastoral care subjects. And we ran an evening session. And we had probably you know, a dozen lay people at that. And we had two businesswomen. And I went through the whole essence of what parentalism does to relationships. That if one person's the parent and the other's the infant, the infant won't grow and the parent will become lonely and isolated. So we worked through this and went through the dynamics of what that meant. And these two women said, you know... That's what goes on in our workplace. And it's horrible. It's a horrible place to work because there's this tension all the time and we're treated like infants by the boss. And I said, this is a game that two people play. Once one person decides to stop, the game's over. So you know what they did? They went back to their work and implemented that changed their work environment, broke the tension, released every staff member, including the boss, from the bondage that they were in. And their other team member said, where did you learn this stuff? Did you go to some leadership training program? They said, no, we learned this in pastoral care at church. They actually understood the captivity that they were in and the bondage that it brought and applied the knowledge that they were given and broke the bondage. That's what training's about. Now, I can't guarantee that every session we're going to have a sparkling things like that happen. But I know if we come with a right heart and if we come with an expectation and even if I'm on an off night, which some of it can be, and maybe sometimes I'm presenting it a bit boringly, if you've got yourself right and you're there for the right reason, God will speak to you. 
remember my first sermon as a curate at Colac. And afterwards this lady said, oh, what a wonderful sermon. And especially when you said this. And I hadn't said that. I said something different. That's what she heard, but it wasn't what I said. God has his ability to teach us when we say to him, I'm here to learn from you. No matter what the seminar, what the sermon, what the reading, what the program. When I say to God, I'm here to learn from you, he starts talking and he talks real loud. And if we're going to be fruitful, and we need to be fruitful, we've got to learn. And that's going to be a challenge. But it's a challenge that we need to take up. Let's breach the captivity. Let's grab the freedom. And let's prosper in Jesus. Just don't bow your heads for the moment. So, Father, we come to you and you know the devastation of the floods for many and we take authority over the fear, the anxiety, the despair and the devastation and we command those forces and the demonic forces using these events. We bind their power. We bind their influence and we bind their attempt to control us. And we command those forces to leave now in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father God, just bring your peace upon all our hearts. Give us a sense that you're in control and you've never lost it. And that you're there for us. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you'd like to hear more great messages from Pastor Andrew, check out our Facebook page or look us up on the net at cornerstone-church.com.au.